Hear my prayer, listen to my cry. For my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I'm as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me into the lowest pit and the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down. With wave after wave, you have engulfed me. You have driven my friends away by making me repulsive to them. I am in a trap with no way to escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O oh Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Your wonderful, your wonderful deeds of are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkest darkness speak to your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? Oh Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. Oh Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I have been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before my terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. Now, do we know what type of psalm this one is? <laughs> yeah, we're back to lamenting, are we not? This is by the brothers of Korah. But my Bible tells me that it's mescal. So remember, remember that means some special type of expertise or knowledge. And then it lists that a person, Herman, somebody who is a um, Ezraite. So he's the person that provides this expertise, right? And so it makes me think that he's writing this about himself. I think it's easier to understand that because it's written in first person. This is something that he experienced and why his experience needed to be codified and put in a psalm, I don't know. Maybe it because it expresses once again the um, loneliness that the children of Israel experienced as a result of their disobedience. But I mean, this psalm was ripe with, I'm hurting, I'm in despair, there's anxiety, right? And when I read this, honestly, it made me remember Job. Like, do you not think that Job could have expressed these exact same words as he suffered as a result of God handing him over to Satan? I mean, I think I do. And so we hear the, the sadness, we hear the anger, we hear the remorse. But my question is, does this psalm reflect your thoughts as you go through this caregiving season? That you're being crushed under the weight of it. That you have been forgotten. That no one understands you or your experience. 
that no one can truly help ease the emotional pain that you're experiencing. I get it because I was there. Like there was a point in time where this psalm could have been my psalm. But I'm here to tell you that I survived. And therefore, if I survived, so will you. I can't tell you that things get better because they don't get better when you're watching your loved one deteriorate. They don't get better. But what happens is you learn to learn, you learn to trust God more. Your strength grows in him as each day you rise to the challenges of the day, God gives you the strength to handle them. You become totally reliant on him. And as you trust him through the season, you begin to grow in your relationship with him. And then as you reach the end of your season, you have the confidence of knowing that you walked with God and that you did everything that he instructed you to do. And therefore, there are no regrets. This is the light that not isn't at the end of the tunnel. It's in the tunnel with you right now. And that light is Jesus Christ. His spirit lives within you. So put your trust in him. Put your hand in his hand as he leads you through the tunnel of caregiving to bring you safely on the other side. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of being able to lament to you that you give us voice and an audience that allows us to just break down and tell you how we're feeling, how hurt we are, how in despair we feel. But as we do that, we thank you that your Holy Spirit starts to fill up and well up in our hearts to let us know that we are not alone and that you are not punishing us, but that this is just part of life and that if we trust you and put our hands in your hand, you will guide us through. I lift up the ones that we're caring for today. I ask, Father, that you ease them of pain. I ask you, Father, that you bring them peace. I ask you for reconciliation of relationships. And I ask you, Father, for salvation if there are some who do not quite know you yet. I lift up the caregivers, Father, that that they learn to place their burdens at your feet. Because caregiving is too heavy a load to carry on your own that you are there with them. And I do ask, Father, that you surround them with people who love them, who can help them, who can give them a break. Thank you for allowing us to cry out to you, to to think for a second that you've forgotten us. But the reality is, you're always with us. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus, bye.